Lead and empower her with Dr. Julie Ducharme, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Lead and empower her with Dr. Julie Ducharme is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Dr. Julie Ducharme. Hi, I'm Dr. Julie Ducharme, and welcome to the She CEO Talks. Excited again today for another amazing episode. I get to interview women around the world who are rocking it, running their businesses, and teaching us how they use their unique skills uh, to help make change in leadership. So today, I'm really excited to have Genevieve Searle with us today. She is the optimization queen and is a catalyst guiding impact makers around the globe to connect deeply with their biology, to optimize their business and create epic relationships and realize their soul mission. Using the groundbreaking platform of PH360, Epigenetic Profiling, she offers her clients a deep understanding of who they are, what their unique genius is, and how to craft every part of their lives from food and environment to daily rhythm and team dynamics to be in sync with this. A TEDx talker, published author, consultant, and teacher, Genevieve is refreshingly authentic, sassy, insightful, and determined to create ripples of change in order to leave humanity better than she found it. And I can attest to this as she was at our Women Gone Wild She Talks, where she was able to share her sassy and insightful information with all of us. Genevieve, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting. Uh, this is exciting. As I mentioned, it's so neat to connect with women around the world. You're in Australia, right? Are you still I am. Welcome to Australia. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's so cool because, you know, something I found really interesting with women is that it doesn't matter where we're at. We have some really interesting, resilient characteristics and qualities that um, I think bind us together as women and leaders in the work world. And so, being able to connect with women around the world, I still find that synergy between us, which is really, it's, it just feels so great. You know, like we've met each other like once, right? At She Talks and She Talks was crazy, right? I was running around the whole time, but it didn't matter because I felt this connection to every single woman who went up there and shared their story and was so transparent and so honest. And, and then of course, as well, doing the women gone wild book and having a chapter in that and getting a chance to read that. So amazing. Um, so I was on your website as we talked, um, off mic and, and this actually really captured me and you said it was okay. And I want to read just this little part and then talk about it. Cause we love to talk about how did you get here? Right. And so I was reading this, which since you're talking about writing a book, I'm now like, you have to write a book because this captured me. Uh, but you said it was August, 1998. I was lying at the bottom of an empty pool one night while I was working on a resort. I'd been raped three years earlier and was currently medicated for depression, struggling with eating disorders and had gut issues for most of my life. Looking up at the stars, I realized I had three choices, kill myself, continue as I was, or get better. And that right there had me captured because clearly you made the choice to get better. Um, but I want to talk about that and, and, and talk about how did you go from that moment to where you are today? 1998, it was a long time ago. So there's been a lot of time on ground. <laughs> um, I was 
very fortunate in a lot of ways in that um, my mum is a psychologist. So I grew up with mm. um, an awareness of and resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even though I, I had been doing some level of psychology before that, but I realised at that point because I had I had both physical and mental and emotional and really spiritual stuff going on. I needed healing in all of the areas of my life. And so I just kind of started with where where I was and with what I had and I thought, well, f- body stuff, you know, gut and, and physical things, let's just start with food. It seemed logical. Um, so I went on a deep dive with food and then that took me deeper and deeper because I realised food was only part of the answer. Um, and then at the same time, simultaneously, I, I started with psychology. I mean, I was already doing a bit of that, but then I started going I became more committed. I think the thing, the key point with that was it was a decision moment. A friend of mine calls them alchemical points. And uh, for me, it was like I was no longer playing around. I was no longer kind of half-assing it, basically. (laughs) I just, I, I had made the call to say, right? Whatever it takes. And then I just followed the threads and I was open to any thread. So, but it was always this pursuit of first healing my body, mind, heart, and my spirit. But then it was like, okay, well, we're at this point. Well, how good can we get? And okay is not satisfactory. I'm a pretty, you know, uh, (laughs) I'm a bit of a perfectionist in a lot of ways. And so I, I needed to be like, life isn't, it's not just okay. Like that's not going to cut it. What's the point of just doing okay? Um, so, yeah, it really just led me on this very long and winding road. And ultimately that was how I then got into epigenetics, um, was really on a search for, for healing myself um, and looking for the one thing. I was like, what's the one thing? It's like I thought it was food, but it's not food. And I thought it was, you know, or psychology. No, there's like this one thing. What's the one thing? And epigenetics encaptures all of it because epigenetics really is the science of gene expression. And it talks about like with epigenetics, it's really the nature versus nurture thing. We have our genetics, which I liken to the the wiring in the house. Um, That doesn't really change, but you can go into a room and you can turn the light off a light switch on and off, right? So that's the expression. So you have the wiring, but then you have the capacity for that electricity, the potential that is in the house to be expressed or suppressed. Mm-hmm. And that is dependent on everything in our world. The food that we eat, yes, but also the relationships we have, the thoughts we think, the light we live under, the the air we breathe, the water we drink, the the habits we keep, the exercise we do, every single thing in our world um, influences our epigenetic expression. Mm. Um, so when I found that and I found it simultaneously, I found it, sorry, <laughs> that's my coffee machine. Um, I found it, oh, sorry, um, 
Yeah, so I found it simultaneously. I was looking at gut health and looking deeper than the microbiome. I was like, it's not nutrition. It's not the microbiome. These are like on top. And then I dove into the mitochondria, which are the powerhouses of the cell. And then I was looking at how light in, interacts with our gene expression at a mitochondrial level. And then I was looking at, at the same time, I was doing a shamanic uh, a year-long shamanic training and we were tracking our mother line and or like our maternal lineage and during that I was like oh I wonder if this is how ancestral trauma had been passed down and I realized and I write about this in the women gone wild book I had felt that my stuff was not all my stuff for a long time but I didn't have a pathway and because I didn't have a logical pathway that made sense, I couldn't just go, oh, yeah, it's just ancestral trauma. It's just like, yeah, it was all too fluffy. Once, But then I thought, oh, is it epigenetic? So then I started looking into intergenerational epigenetic or inter, um, intergenerational epigenetic imprinting, which is the way that our, the stories of our ancestors can be passed down our ancestral lineage via gene expression so that was like yes and there's this whole branch of epigenetics it's about that there's environmental epigenetics there's intergenerational epigenetics there's like all all parts of epigenetics you can explore yeah. um, and then working with that i then came across ph360 and ph360 was the absolute game changer that is this groundbreaking yeah, epigenetic profiling technology that I work with. It brings together 11 branches of science, 10,000 data points mm. to determine your hormonal profile. So that is who the hormones that were dominant during your development have sculpted you to be who you are physically, mentally, emotionally, and I would say spiritually as well. So your genius is written in your hormonal expression and with this profiling technology we can look at we can we can clarify like so many things we can get down to as i said epigenetics is you know um every part of our lives affects our epigenetic expression so epigenetic like ph360 gives very precise guidance on how to deal with every single aspect of your life the food that we eat how to uh, not only what food, but when, how much, how often, who with, the kind of exercise to do, um, the when, how often, who with, all of the things, um, plus the way we interact socially, plus how to set up our own unique environment, how we work best and what our natural genius is. All of this stuff comes together in one profiling platform and it's precise according to individual people. So yeah. that is the foundation now of everything that I do. It was just this relentless pursuit of like, how do I get better? And then how do I get as good as I can be? Yeah, that's, that's, um, I find it so intriguing because I, um, for a lot of my career got stuck in kind of the scientific process when I was working with doctorate students and we really had to dive into you know, how do we prove this and scientifically prove it? Because you can't always scientifically prove something, you know, I mean, when you're working with people and, and you're trying to find out, you know, their emotional thoughts or how they do it, you know, sometimes you just can't, it, it's difficult to do. And so I found myself in a world of trying to use my intuition to guide me, but also sometimes having to see how do I fall back on the scientific process of it to prove that my intuition is correct. Um, 
And something you mentioned that I was reading up on all the stuff you had is you talk about how things like family and culture and different things like that affect you. And something really interesting I recently learned from, from another she talker is she focuses on, um, finance, but like how your family upbringing affects the way that you deal with your money. Right. And it was so intriguing to me because she said something like, well, okay, let's say that your family lived through the depression in the U S and they keep telling you all the stories of depression over and over. And it goes through generation of generation. She's like, you won't realize it, but you are going to be behaving like there's a depression coming. And it was really impactful to me because I remember all the stories of my grandfather told me about the depression. And then I started looking at how I'm so not a risk taker when it comes to finances, right? And, and that I worry about the depression coming. And so it was really interesting to see how my family upbringing was really impactful in my financial decisions 40 years later. And so it sounds like you're doing something similar in the sense, but you're looking at obviously the whole body and how that is impactful to us. And um, something else you mentioned was about compartmentalizing. Now, I don't know if this is a cultural thing, but I was very much taught to compartmentalize things, put them in a box, stuff them away, deal with it later. I found that's probably not the best process. to do. <laughs> and so how do you work with people to help them? How do we deal with something if we're not going to compartmentalize it? We're not going to put it into boxes and come back later and open it when we want to, because I noticed that that's something you work with as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love bringing together the, the whole human and, um, and particularly now, like, um, now I'm working more and more with relationships that because of my own experience, I've really deeply embodied it at a whole new level in terms of relationships. Um, and that's an interesting thing talking, talking about compartmentalization because <laughs> we, we, you know, how we show up in relationship is very, very telling of mm. how much we've compartmentalized things through our lives. Um, what I have learned is that from someone who who did prior to discovering this profiling platform, man, I have dove into so many pathways and, you know, really explored so much. Like I'm a deep diver and I get into the gritty stuff. And if you work with me, it's like get ready, right, because it's, it's going to get it's going to get tricky and uncomfortable <laughs> because I push the buttons and ask the questions. Mm -hmm. um, but what I have learned is that when we understand the hormone that is our most dominant hormone, so what by that I mean is the hormone that we most need to regulate, and there are six key hormones, um, which I'll go through, I can go through later if you if you'd like, but. Basically, we all have one, sometimes two, but mostly one key hormone that we need to regulate. And when we understand how to regulate that hormone, it changes everything. So I believe there isn't studies on this yet. I think they will be coming. Um, but having dealt with a lot of my own personal trauma plus intergenerational trauma and dealing with all of that, and family history and all of the things, when we understand how to regulate our dominant hormone, 
we actually can probably clear about 80% of the trauma without even addressing it directly, wow. which is pretty huge. Most, mm. you know, we're looking at, and this comes from someone who's like not afraid of digging into the like get to the gritty bits. Mm. But um, every, as I said, every part of our world affects us and we, and you know, you will know you'll know that there are periods in your life where it actually kind of doesn't really matter what happens, you're going to rock it anyway. You'll be fine. And then there's periods in your life where everything, the slightest thing is really hard and really painful and really triggering. And it could be the same thing, but mm -hmm. where you are at is going to determine how you respond to it really. Mm -hmm. When we know how to regulate our dominant hormone, we can get ourselves into a position of equilibrium, which means that we can handle difficult things with a lot more grace and ease. Mm -hmm. um, and we can pull out, we can get the tricky, you know, we can delve into the tricky stuff. So there's two two things here. One is we can delve into the tricky, th tricky things um, more easily and feeling stronger and more resourced when we know how to regulate our hormonal system and our unique system. Um, but the other thing is we can go around uh, kind of the, the back end, <laughs> the back end of addressing our stuff. So with this profiling technology, it gives us six key areas of life and it gives us an order of priority. So the areas of our lives that we need to prioritize in order to be able to regulate these dominant hormones, how do we, do, how do we prioritize our life? Is it food? Is it fitness? Is it our mindset? Is it our social connections? Is it our physical environment or is it our genius zone? And when we understand that piece as well, it is kind of compartmentalizing it, but it actually allows us to kind of get, address whatever it is that we need to address from a place where we're going to be um, able to really, really step up and thrive mm. best. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's so interesting. And I've been learning more and more about this, um, you know, as I've been meeting more and more women like you who are focusing on a lot of these different areas, which, you know, um, a lot of times I think when we're struggling, we get sent to places, right? If we're not physically feeling well, we get sent to the doctor and usually they prescribe some type of medicine, which is, I'm not saying it's bad, but a lot of times I don't find it beneficial. And if we're struggling mentally, we get sent to a psychologist and um, same thing again, they may be fantastic, but sometimes there's those deeper issues. You talked about having gut issues, right? And I have a couple of girlfriends who have had gut issues their entire life and nothing's worked that the doctor's given them, right? And so I think to myself, there has to be something else, right, that works for them. And I think it's so interesting to be diving into, this, especially the technology that you're talking about and how it looks at those data points, which a lot of times people need the logic side of it to make things sense of things because people are skeptical. And so, yeah. you know, Fair enough, um, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, out there. yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I think it's really interesting, but, but something I'm hearing resounding over and over, as you were mentioning was looking at how our upbringing and our family and our culture affect the way that we behave. And I think that's absolutely critical 
to our path and what we do in life and breaking away from that type of, I guess, culture and upbringing and things that have happened in our life is incredibly difficult to do that. Uh, at least I know for me, when I was looking at just changing the way I handle finance, right. And how I look at money and the way I deal with it, you know, it feels so embedded in our mm. systems with that. Now I wanted to also, even though this is so interesting. Can I, can I just respond to that yeah, before we move absolutely. on? Yeah. I think that's a really key point. Um, and it is, it's absolutely embedded because the environment that we're swimming in, particularly the environment we're swimming in pre-verbal. So before we have a, and before we can logicalize, we're, we're running off our sensory um, experience of the world and the hormones that we're swimming in in the womb, the hormones that um, we kind of, le- I, I call it like leaning into. So because so in our culture, in our family environment, um, we very quickly learn who do I have to be and what do I have to do in order to be safe and loved in the world. Mm-hmm. And so then we lean into these hormones that are going to support that. So, for example, one of the dominant hormones, the key hormones, is dopamine. Dopamine wires for achievement. Dopamine gets really bad raps. It's associated with addiction. Um, and yes, that's a mm-hmm. that's a bit of a downside with dopamine. But dopamine is also an incredible driver. So people who are very mission-focused will have high levels of dopamine, externally mission-focused. So they have a big vision and they're like, need to go after things. And very often their core wounding that they've developed during childhood is um, something around achievement. So nothing I ever do is good enough or... um, Yeah, it's like, yeah, nothing I ever do is good enough or I can't, I I can never achieve fully what I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this, at some point in their early childhood, it became clear to them that in order to be safe and loved in the world, that they are going to need to achieve things. And that Mm -hmm. then is encoded (laughs) into their system through by having this hormone dopamine as their dominant hormone that they need to regulate so it's it's all it's it's like it's it's like these dominant hormones are what expresses our environment our our cultural upbringing through our physical system mm. yeah so it's no, this I, whole I, overlapping yeah. and interwoven it's like there is no and we talked about compartmentalization before there is no separation between our body our mind our heart our spirit and and i have seen it actually play out um i'm aware of times i won't go down that story but i have have seen working when i was working as colon hydrotherapist the in real time what happens in our when our mind and our body and our emotions kind of sync together it plays out in real time there is no separation Mm. we're one complete being all at once all happening at the same time Mm. um but you you speaking about you know your the money story and how do we like unembed unimprint 
our these these stories and that is first when we understand who we are and how we are uniquely wired and we know how to regulate that particular our dominant hormone we can then start addressing and pulling these pieces apart um, in a really effective and and powerful way Mm, yeah. And I mean, I agree with that. I've seen that before. And, and, uh, you know, we joke being a former high level athlete, we say all the time, oh, you know, we're adrenaline junkies, you know, uh, we, we love the adrenaline and, um, it's just interesting how all of that works. Now we have a lot of women listeners who, one of the biggest things is, as you talked about, you know, your story, you made that decision to make that leap. And then you, you went through this process of, of bringing in your own business and becoming a woman leader and, and I know a lot of women talk to me, they say, oh, it's just so terrifying at the thought of starting my own business or going after that. And I said, I agree, I've, I've done it four times. And so do you have any tips for women who are thinking about making that leap? You know, they've had that revelation like you and they're just like, what next? Yeah, it is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I guess there's, if not you who if not now when all of those stories um if you get to the end of your life and you didn't do it is it going to be one of those things that you're always that you it will you'll feel like you've wasted your life like is it a part of your soul that needs to be expressed through the vehicle of your business is it you know what is one of the core things for me is the why you know, there's a, there's our intention, there's our goal, there's the what. It's like, what are we going after? But it's like, why? Why do you care? Why 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 does it matter? If the why is not strong, then you know, some people can pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but for other people, that hooking in and and connecting deeply with your why, um, is one of the key things to being able to just feel the fear and do it anyway and to keep going when it gets tough and to take you know take those necessary risks doesn't matter how conservative you are in business it's going to require that you take some risks and the other thing too is um I love that beautiful Anais Nin quote she's got so many but one of them is and the great day came when the risk to remain tight in the bud was greater than the risk it took to blossom it's Mm -hmm. like we can keep ourselves confined and unexpressed and for many 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 people many women they spend their whole lives an unexpressed version of themselves and that that's okay that's okay is that who you want to be though Mm, yeah Great point. Yeah, absolutely. And and I always tell people the worst thing that happens is it doesn't happen. But if you don't try, you'll never know. And so I think that's great advice. Well, as we're coming towards the, end of the podcast, I always like to ask if you could go back and give your younger self advice, what would you tell yourself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as someone who was dealing with a lot of depression for many, many years, I would let myself know that, hey, your dominant hormone is serotonin. Of course, you are going to be prone to depression. Learn how to regulate your serotonin. Everything will shift. Yeah, 
That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much for sharing your journey and being so transparent and honest. I think one of the most important things as women, we're overachievers. Uh, you know, we want everything to look great. We want everything to look perfect, but we don't like to acknowledge that it's okay for us to not be perfect and to have bumps in the road and barriers and get past those. And so I appreciate it every time every woman comes on this show and shares their heart, their transparency, what they're doing, how they can help people. Um, I want to make sure too, I mentioned the Women Gone Wild book that you are in. We, of course, for those of you who got to come to our Women Gone Wild She Talks, that was a really great event. I think we had about 120 people there. And then of course they can grab it anytime on Amazon. Um, and then are there any other things coming up that you want our listeners to know about or check out on your website um, that we can direct them to? Um, as I said, pre well, I've got, I'm about to jump on a cruise actually. I'll be a guest presenter on um, Pino Cruise Ships coming up, which will be super fun. Oh my God. Um, I, I love, I love um, jumping in other people's programs um, as a guest presenter and I love, um, you know, what I'm talking about now. So I have spent a lot of time in the health, wellness and really like I guess a trauma-informed space but mm. what's wanting to come through now and I'm really looking at writing my own, my own book mm -hmm. it around is around love reimagined or loving each other free and it's, um, it's what I have learned by applying this technology to my 20-year relationship and basically I've my partner and I deconstructed our 20-year relationship and we have rebuilt it from the ground up. And mm. so the, what I'm wanting to share now is more about how we can apply hormone, epigenetic and hormonal profiling, understanding how we're hormonally wired to then how do we show up in relationship and how do we... Mm. Um, how do we create relationships where everyone feels celebrated, liberated and validated to be exactly who we are because who we are is amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Who everyone is amazing. And how do we do that to create really long lasting, thriving relationships, which is what mm. my partner yeah. and I are doing, which I'm extremely proud of. I'm extremely proud of that because last year, I tell you what, was one of the most challenging years of my life, but what I've come from and what I've created out of that. And I've got a program out of on that called relationship translation where literally I translate people to each other. And I mm -hmm. didn't know who I was or my partner was, even though we'd done 20 years of personal development work. And even though my mum was a psychologist, I still didn't know anywhere near what I know now and how mm -hmm. I can celebrate myself and, and show up truthfully and how I can celebrate my partner with this information is an absolute game changer. So yeah, this is where I'm going now. That's so working amazing. with couples and also writing, I'll be writing a book about it too. So once your book is written, you'll have to come back on the show and tell us all about it. And I mean, I know you have so much more to share. And so I hope for those of you who are listening, don't worry if you're driving right now, you're working out, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't see the links. They're going to be in the, they're going to be where we post them. So don't worry. Of course, you can always reach out to us if you need to get contact with Genevieve, but she has some amazing stuff going on. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing with us today. And as I always say, live, love, laugh, and always be your authentic self. Love it. 
Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to Lead and Empower Her with your host, Dr. Julie Ducharme. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we'll see you on the next episode.